Man, this is exciting. It's Easter, and it feels like it's like the Super Bowl of everything that is important to me. It's my birthday. Spiritually, this is the day that changed my life. And so I'm so excited about just being able to be with you guys this morning um, and what God is doing in my heart and in your heart. And uh, Do me a favor, if everyone get out your cell phones, 777-3520 today. The key word is Jesus 2, 777-3520. I know people are watching from all around the country, but it's super imperative for us to know that you're here with us, especially as everyone's spread out. But uh, the gospel is going out throughout the nation today, not from our church, I mean from everywhere. And so it's just so cool to, to know that the one that I love more than anything is a big deal today. He's famous and rightfully so. He's kind of a big deal, you know. Anyways, um, praise God. If you didn't mind, uh, would you pray with me as I'm super nervous and still adapting. Lord Jesus, by the power of your Holy Spirit, would you help me? Amen. I have a, today is a, we're talking about Jesus is, and uh, the thought behind this series really is, is, is you complete the sentence. I know everyone has, uh, you fill in the blank, who is Jesus to you? And we're all in different places in our life and we're all really seeing Jesus from a different perspective. And uh, what I have found to be true is, is there was one day in my life where I met this girl and uh, the take that I had on her was, uh, really what other people tell me about her. And uh, I thought, uh, from my perspective, she was just beautiful. 12 years later, I'm finding out she's far more than beautiful. As we've been going through this season of craziness, uh, my wife is beautiful. But she is so much more than that. And uh, it's taken me years to figure out how to unwrap the layers to realize who she is. For example, uh, not only is she like this real estate agent over here and full-time pastor over here, but somehow she's been now been able to become a, a teacher at home, learning 25 courses with each kid, and then uh, somehow she's still vacuuming and doing dishes and cooking dinner, and while I'm in the corner over there having a panic attack and crying my eyes out because I'm quarantined and locked in this closet like I'm never going to get out of, you know, and uh, the strength in her, I never knew who she was. The perspective that I had, I tried to define her in one sentence from, from just seeing her for the first time, and she is beautiful, but she is so much more than that. She is strong. One of the things that's really funny about my wife is the strength in her is so crazy for me over the last three weeks I've eaten everything in sight from Oreos which you know I got them for everything I mean I'm making sandwiches I'm eating at all hours of the, of the day uh, a couple nights ago this week I'm I went downstairs to pray it was in the middle of the night and uh went down to the living room and I turned off all the lights and I'm sitting there and sometimes I like to do things differently to break things up as I'm praying. And so I'm sitting with Jesus with all the lights out and I'm, I'm having a, a, a bowl of ice cream. And my wife comes downstairs and she turns the lights on and she says, what are you doing? And I said, well, I'm praying. You're praying? And I had a bowl of ice cream. It was a big bowl. I was trying to enjoy a long time of prayer, you know? And uh, one of the things that's really funny is not only is my wife so strong through, emotionally through all of this, but she's actually been able to go, uh, she's on day 50 of a fast that she's on. It's crazy. No sugar, no nothing, like everything wonderful I'm consuming. And she's found a way to exercise every day, like two, three times a day and not eat ice cream. Who can do that right now? 
what I'm saying is perspective. If I was to say Jesus is, many people, uh, you would label him from just uh, instinctively. You know, this is who he is to me. But what I'm realizing is that Jesus is the most interesting human that's ever lived in human history. There was this cool quote that I found from Napoleon. Uh, One of his generals quoted him uh, later on in life and they said that he said this, I know men and I will tell you that Jesus Christ is not mere man. Between him and every other person in the world, there is no comparison. From Alexander, Caesar, Charlemagne, and I have founded empires. But upon what did we rest the creation of our genius? Upon force. Jesus Christ founded his kingdom upon love. And at this very hour, thousands of men would gladly live their lives, give their lives willingly. Man, that's awesome. Jesus was powerful. Throughout history, I don't know what your perspective is or what you see when you hear the name of Jesus. Many of you would fill in the blank with whatever you want. But what I know is philosophy, teachers, uh, there is uh, people that teach about finances, teach about Jesus. All of his teachings, his patterns of generosity, his patterns of love and forgiveness, his, his, there's so many philosophies of what Jesus said has molded society still today. He is the most fascinating person that's ever walked the face of the earth. And I wonder who he is to you. Everyone's entitled to their own opinion and their own perspective of him though. And, uh, and so when you fill in the blank, uh, some of you today may say that Jesus is a religion or Jesus is uh, dead or not significant. Why others would say he's my everything He's the lover of my soul. He's my healer. He's my provider. He's my rock. He's my peace. He's my banner. And it's crazy how we can have so many perspectives of who Jesus is in a time like this. Well, I do believe that Jesus is the most significant person that's ever walked the face of the planet. And today, what makes this so difficult and so nervous for me, is he's my best friend. And I hope that I can do justice by talking about him for who he's been to me. In just a couple minutes, I'd like to introduce you to him. And I don't know if I can do that justice. Holy Spirit, would you help? There's this powerful verse in Mark chapter eight, verse 27 through 29, and it says this, Jesus and his disciples left Galilee And they went up to the villages necessary of Philippi. And as they were walking along, he asked them, who do the people say that I am? I don't know if you can get this image, but Jesus is hanging out with his 12 best friends. And he's asking for the perspective of what other people have about him. Can you imagine God stepping in onto the earth for the first time and wondering what the impression is that he's making? Now, if we were to rewind for just a second, the disciples just finished seeing him heal a blind man, feed 5,000 people with a minimal amount of food, with few loaves, few fish, and he healed a blind man. Blind man, deaf man, fed thousands of people. They're watching Jesus do what no one else has ever done in history, and he asked the question, who do the people say that I am? Who do you say that he is? 
And they said, their answer was, well, some say that you're John the Baptist and others say that you're Elijah and yet others say that you're one of the prophets. Everyone knows that you're kind of a big deal, but there's rumors all over the map of the perspective of who you are, Lord. And Jesus looks at his best friends and he says, well, who do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am? Who am I to you? And really, I feel like this is probably the most significant question in eternity. Because one day, I believe that all of us will close our eyes and stand before the judgment throne and we'll see God. And he's curious, who am I to you? I, I, there was a time in my life where uh, Jesus was really just a, a, a little gold necklace that hung on someone's neck. There was a time when Jesus was just religion to me. As I passed the church, I would say, oh, yep, that's Jesus. Or Jesus was uh, just not significant to me or not necessary to me. He was uh, a name or a word that I said when I stubbed my toe. I wonder who he is to you. I want to show you a video of a few friends of mine as they explain who Jesus has been to them. Jesus before? Well, I grew up in the church, so Jesus has always been Bible character, the little guy that you stick up on the felt board. I knew the words. He was my savior and a redeemer and a God's son. I've known that my whole life. Jesus was just a name, someone I never knew. Jesus was an acquaintance. Uh, he was a friend of a friend. You'd always hear about him, always kind of like want to be that person to like, I want to know him. He wasn't really anything. He didn't exist. Uh, I knew of him, but it was pretty much it. What, what did your life look like before you Christ? Darkness, defeat, hopelessness. Broken, um, emotional state of chaos, constant state of depression, fearful. I didn't realize that I didn't have a father figure. I didn't realize I was in need to be loved. I received love from my mom, but not in a way that I knew I needed. Very self-centered, doing whatever I wanted, regardless of what that looked like or how it affected my life or other people's lives. Kind of care, carefree and just careless. It's crazy how the teachings of Jesus have molded so many people's lives. I wonder if you would omit the teachings of Jesus' generosity or his teachings uh, of humility or his teachings of, of serving others. What society would look like without learning the art of love? Man, he loved in such a radical way. It was unlike anyone else. In this passage here where Jesus asks his disciples, who do you say that I am? Peter answers um, in such a bold way. He says that, I believe that you're the Messiah. It means the anointed one. I believe that you're the one that was 
prophesied about that would come and that would change everything. Lord, I, I've seen your miracle. I know you. And so but what's crazy is for many of us, it's only been a faint whisper of what we understand Jesus to be. But for those that got an insight in the backstage and got to see him perform the miracles, he is so much more. And he is moving in my life after year after year and I'm still only understanding layers of the power and the love and the significance of who Jesus is and the need that we have for him in our society today. Jesus. He's everything. Well, as they called him the Messiah, it's really funny because Jesus said a lot of things that was really neat. Jesus would say, I am the way, the truth, and the life. He would say, I'm the salt of the earth. I am the light of the world. He said that I am the gate. He said that I am the door. I am the good shepherd. He said, I'm the resurrection and the life. And as the disciples are buying into the reality that they understand who he is, there are many of us that are watching that the gospel is, um, you know, I know of this story and I have heard of it, yet many of us have absolutely no idea who God is right now. I know of him. I've heard of him, and I can tell you that, yeah, Jesus is this, but who is God? And why I, why I mean that that's like significant is that even the disciples would know who he is, call him the Messiah, but as Jesus would move along in different stories, it would almost be like they had no clue who he was. What I mean is, imagine what, the way they felt when Jesus said that, I'm gonna destroy this temple, and three days later, I'll rebuild it. Some of us are going nuts thinking, what is happening? Like, I miss church. This can't be God's plan. Like, I want to just be back. God has no problem with us not being able to meet in a building together. In fact, like, this is kind of a good thing that we've been displaced. And now we're connecting with God in our houses, which is the way God intended it. Imagine the disciples completely confused when the light of the world, when the, the gate, when, when the shepherd, when the Messiah was arrested. When he was taken from them and they heard that he was about to be punished. Their hope of him doing something great was crashed by the reality of my deliverer my Messiah is dying. They're whipping him. and He's in a massive amount of pain and I must hide for my life now. The guy who was my deliverer can't deliver me. He can't even deliver himself. As they would hold him down and put nails in his hands and in his feet, it was one of the darkest days of mankind because of the fear that had spread of the hope that they knew and the hope that was removed and many of people right now are in fear of their jobs or in fear for their families or in fear of what's going to happen economically on the earth and what I've learned is that he is still the way the truth and the life he is still the resurrection and the life Yet for us, Jesus is, sometimes we feel like he is not strong enough or not loving enough or not capable enough to meet us where he is. But when I look into real lives in scripture, I know that God has a plan. And I know that because of what happened to Jesus on the cross. I'm gonna ask the worship team to come back right now.
I don't know where you are or what you understand, but one of the darkest days in human history was when they crucified our Savior. It must have been terrifying for everyone else. Like, what do I do now? Like, if that is the hope, if he was the healer and he fed thousands of people, can, can our healer die? And there is a hopelessness that took place. But only... Only for a few moments, that hopelessness would be squashed by the power of his resurrection.
hallelujah. We sing hallelujah. We sing hallelujah. The Lamb is overcome. And we sing hallelujah. We sing hallelujah. And we sing hallelujah. The Lamb is overcome. I know, that's all I keep thinking. And then it's like taken away from the questions because I'm like, God, you're moving. <laughs> but then I'm like, okay, God, what are you saying too at the same time? What are you telling me in this time, you know? What changed in your life when you encountered Jesus? I felt his love and knew that was more than enough that I've got to start my days with Him and end my days with Him. And I understand that even the smallest decisions and thoughts and processes 
have to be centered around him and what he wants for my life. The void that I have is filled. Uh, I, I now know how to love, how to care, how to be kind. Healing, freedom, just the joy. The joy of his salvation and knowing that I'm free. He is a redeemer, someone who has cleansed me and changed my whole life path and my whole future. He's my guide. Jesus is my greatest friend. He's uh, my provider, my protector, um, and he's my mentor. Yeah, he's mainly my father. I didn't have one really growing up. Um, He's who I can lean on when times are tough. Um, essentially, he's my rock. Yeah. <laughs> he's my number one. He... He's the man to me. Man, it's, it's powerful for anyone that's really ever met Jesus because we know the significance of who he is. He's risen. He's alive. The difference between Jesus and everyone else in history is that he's done what no one else has ever done. Billy Graham couldn't. Mother Teresa is not. From Plato, Caesar, you name it. Any big leader that's ever made any kind of significance on earth, from George Washington on, Jesus is risen. That's what I love most about him. I love that he came and displayed love for me. I love that he came and showed me how to be generous and how to give and how to forgive and how to, how to love others and how to touch and how to heal and how to be significant and how to have purpose. But what Jesus has done more than anything is that he is alive. Uh, Mark chapter 16 verse 6 the angel said, don't be alarmed. You're looking for Jesus of Nazareth who was crucified. But he isn't here because Jesus is risen. He's alive. And it's crazy to know that Jesus lived 2,000 years ago. But he lives today. And he'll, he'll be here tomorrow, and he'll be here next month, and he'll be here long after I'm gone here on this earth. What's so significant and makes Jesus the most, most important person on the planet is not that he was great. He is great. He will always be great because he's alive. You need to know the significance of Jesus is that he's still healing. What I love about him is that this morning, this week, I came to him broken and he put me together. I came to him with doubt and he gave me faith. I, I came to him with weakness and he gave me strength and he gave me grace. I, I came to him with fear and he gave me boldness. I, I came to him with sin and, and he made me anew. What I love is that Jesus is still constantly renewing. As I look at these videos uh, about people sharing these stories, it's not me, it's everyone. And there are some people here today that it may have been years since you've experienced Jesus or maybe you have never. And 
and you have heard stories about him, but you have never met Jesus. And that is what it's all about, is that Jesus stepped into earth and into time and came to be with man, but he is still here. He is the only one that can be here in this room, standing next to me, empowering me, and sitting next to you, empowering you, and making all things new again. There's this quote uh, by St. Augustine, and I I love it. It it says this, it says, I have read in Plato and in Cicero uh, sayings that were very wise and beautiful, but I've never heard either one of them say, come on to me, all you who are heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. Because it's the difference of Jesus being able to say something that's not just wise, but he's saying, I am here and I can fix you now. I can heal you. Your grace, my, my grace is made perfect in your weakness. I can do what no one else can do right now. And that's why he's so special to me. I've never met anyone that will take my ashes and make beauty out of it. But today I know that there is brokenness. There is fear. There is worry. There is, and I don't know if you know the significance that no government, no job, no people will ever give the way that Jesus loves and washes. I, I heard a quote that was pretty awesome to me. Uh, by evil Knievel. <laughs> I know of all people, like really? It says, I don't know what in the world happened. I don't know if it was the power of prayer or God himself, but it, was, it just reached out. Either while I was driving or walking down the sidewalk or sleeping, it was just the power of God in Jesus grabbed me. And all of a sudden, I believed in Jesus. I did. I believe in him. What I love about that is that the power of God is real and it can grab us in moments where we didn't know it. Jesus said it this way. In Revelation chapter three, verse 20. He said, look, I stand at the door and knock. And if you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and I will share a meal with you as friends. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. What's significant about Jesus is he didn't live 2,000 years ago. He lives today. He lives right here, right now. And it would seem like the world is falling apart. We can't be together. And I believe that this is God's plan to get us alone so that he can knock on the door of many people's hearts. Things are not what they used to be so that he can redeem them and make them new again. Today, right here, right now, I believe that God is knocking on the door of many people's hearts. Jesus stepped in from eternity and into time to be with us. With would you do me a favor? Would you bow your eyes, bow your heads and close your eyes for just a minute? Dear Jesus, you are the greatest thing that's ever happened to me. 
you changed my life on this day several years ago. And I believe that you are knocking on the door of many people's hearts today. You have us right where you want us so that you can come in and I'm thankful that you are alive. It is the power of your resurrection that you overcame death and hell and sin and brokenness and shame and confusion and guilt. There is no one like you. You make all things new. It's a deal that just doesn't seem good, seem real. It's, it's too good to be true. Is it really possible that you would take everything bad about me and make it new? Jesus, you gave your life for me. And today you're asking that many of us would give our life to you. I believe that God is talking to you right now and I believe that he's knocking on the door of your heart. I believe that God wants to get your attention. He wants to transform you and give you purpose. Some of you have boredom in your life and God's trying to give you significance. Some of you have despair and shame and fear where he's trying to give you courage and hope and boldness and love. What Jesus can do today is what no one else in history can do. That's moving your life. I'm gonna ask you to say a simple prayer with me. I've tried to simplify it to one sentence. Jesus, I give you my life. Jesus, I give you my life. Jesus, I give you my life. Would you pray that prayer with me today? Maybe you've not been right with God. Maybe it's been a while since you've had this conversation. Maybe you've never encountered Jesus, but I believe today when you say that prayer, I'm gonna ask my friends to come back right now and we're gonna sing a song over you. And uh, it's a cool song talking about how death was arrested and my life began. I wanna introduce you to my best friend, my best friend the most significant person in my life. Today, Jesus, I give you my life. And I thank you that you gave me yours. I pray that you would have your way in this room and in that room by the power of your resurrection. In Jesus' name. sorrow and dead in my sin lost without hope with no place to begin your love made a way to let mercy come in when death was arrested in my life began ash was redeemed on the beauty Why am 
my feet rose to dance when death was arrested and my life began oh your grace so free washes over me you have made chains I'm a prisoner no more my shame was a ransom he faithfully bore he canceled my debt and he called me his friend when death was a
time to a, a close together. I'm excited that today is a day where the gospel is going out and going out and going out from all different churches. And so I've been praying for services everywhere, throughout our city and throughout the nations. But here's what I need your help with. A couple things that we need you to know is significant. One, if you say that prayer today, Jesus, I give you my life for the first time, for the first time in a long time. We're going to be doing a conference call tonight. And what we're trying to do is get you to join us in. And so uh, we'll be putting the link below us. And so the video call, we want you to, to join in. We're going to have a fun time, but we're going to talk about what it looks like to live for Jesus. We're going to ask questions and everyone just interact. And so uh, I'm so thankful for everyone that's tuning in really all across the country. It's, uh, it's been neat to get some of the feedback of friends that are, that are with us. And so I miss you all terribly. Also below, we have a link to a survey. Where we're going to ask you a few questions. One, uh, you know, do you have any suggestions for us with the service, or, or was it enjoyable, or what was your favorite part? Uh, we're we're going to ask you, also, if you're in a connect group, we think that this is how we do discipleship, and we want everyone connected. This is how the body of Christ grows in the book of Acts. Uh, and the last thing is, uh, we're curious, uh, every Easter we ask this question, what sermon, uh, what topics would you like to hear uh, in your church moving forward? And so uh, there's going to be a link for some suggestions. Hey, I'd love to hear about this. Uh, and so we want to uh, meet the needs of some of the people of what you guys are looking to hear from. Uh, I love you guys, and I'm so thankful for this time. Remember to text in 777 3520 that's 863-777-3520 with the keyword is jesus deuces uh jesus too and uh, jesus is too jesus is too and uh not to be confused with anything else and so anyways uh, i am so excited to hear that jesus is becoming famous today uh as he is all every day but i know that the kingdom of god is growing in my heart and in yours god is renewing me again and again and again right now and i'm so excited about the new things he's doing, even though they're crazy difficult. I love you guys. I miss you like stupid crazy. And uh, I can't wait to see you guys and be with you. And also, <laughs> I was there and she, she missed it. So anyways, uh, hey guys, we love you. Happy Easter. Have fun with your loved ones. Eat some ham and whatever it is that you eat. We love you so much. We can't wait to see you soon. Text in. Let us know you're here. And I look forward to seeing everyone that said that prayer tonight on the video conference call. God bless you guys. Love you.